welcome back, everybody, to the Blazer Victory Podcast, episode number 55. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And guys, I know we're a little later uh, getting this Rice preview out to you guys, but thank goodness we waited because we got some major news uh, from UAB uh, Thursday morning that UAB has officially accepted an invite to join the American Athletic Conference. Steve, you know, we, we kind of wondered if this was in the works, you know, behind the scenes, you know, hearing people like Pete Thamel and uh, Brett McMurphy kind of reporting some rumors. But, buddy, it's just nice to finally be able to say we're officially going to be a Power Six uh, member of the AAC uh, today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, we, a big day. I mean, there's no, no doubt it's a big day. This is something that uh, certainly didn't come overnight. I mean, it's a... Uh, a place or a spot where where UAB is really coveted for for you know quite a few years now, uh, just you know and and built toward it. You know, not just said, hey, I want to go there, and right. boy, I hope they take me. You know, I mean, they they've they've taken the steps to make themselves attractive to these conferences, and um, and I think they've they've got a good spot. You know, now it's obviously it's going to look a whole you know a lot different than than it did, and you know, and I think the whole really not the whole, but you know, I, I think G five in general is is uh is going to look a lot different than than it does at this at this moment and you know we'll see going forward you know who 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 grows and and uh and who who um you know becomes you know the the player in in it you know and right now it's certainly an american conference and and with these with this these teams coming in and you know they have a chance to with some growth to to stay there you know stay at the the top of the g5 and you know we'll see what happens we'll see what happens with the, with the sunbelt conference and Mountain yeah. West Conference, and you know, it's just kind of have a, a, a totally different look, you know, and and you know, and I think one thing that has kind of bothered me a little bit, and I understand it. I mean, I, I but you know, to hear some some teams that are not going, sort of run down yeah. the American Conference, and you know, you know, our conference is going to be better where we end up, and why, you know, why would they take you? And and I understand all that, but you know, I think when it's all said and done, hopefully everybody is in the place they need to be. You know, for for growth. Agreed. You know, and and um, you know, and, and in my, in my opinion, this is this is not about you know hating Conference USA and you know desperate to get out. Even though you know you are, but but it's more to me. I know a lot of people look at it different. To me, it's more about growth. You know, where where yeah. you can grow. You know, and it's not about boy, I hate this and I hate that and why don't they do this? And you know, I mean, certainly there is a little bit of that. But to me, it's more about um, kind of kind of growing and and evolving you know which um, you know certainly the uab athletic program has done a lot done a lot of growing and evolving over you know the past you know 10 years or whatever you want to call it whatever time frame you want to call it and right. so it's um you know to me that's what it's about you know and and i wish personally i wish the the teams that are not going um i wish them well i mean i hope either whether whether that means conference usa adds a few teams and and try to strengthen strengthen themselves there, or where they go somewhere. You know, um, I, th- I think you got to fit. You you know you need to fit into you know where you fit, and I think that's right. what you UIB found that. I, mean, I really think UIB found a spot where they fit. Yeah, and, and real quick, you know, in in, in a few minutes we'll get into uh, what we think is going to happen for uh, Conference USA, but. It's exactly what you just said, Steve, with in, in regards to, you know, growth opportunity. And I mean, let's face it, it all comes down to money. And, you know, the American Conference, 
at the at the present time is offering a lot more money with their media deals than unfortunately Conference USA has been able to do this last round of uh, media negotiations. You know, you go from uh, making you know all, really almost a million, might even be less than a million per year per school uh, within Conference USA, as opposed to going to the American where. Those schools are making close to $7 million per year with their contract with ESPN. Now, granted, you know, we're already uh, learning that UAB is not going to uh, get that $7 million right away, but already it's rumored that UAB is going to be getting $2 million plus per year um, to start out uh, with the American, which is already double than, you know, what we were making in Conference USA. So it does make a lot of sense for UAB to uh, make the jump to the AAC yeah, it's the AAC without Houston, Cincinnati, um, and UCF, but it's still a, a great opportunity for UAB to, as I just mentioned, make a lot more money and get a lot more, you know, growth opportunity through exposure. And you know, with UAB, uh, with uh, the AAC having the their main uh, or their media deal through ESPN, it allows UAB to, you know, hopefully get on some of those linear channels like ESPN2 or ESPNU, you know, just get more opportunities to um, show off UAB. And, you know, unfortunately with the Conference USA deal, it was, well, we're currently having to play on Facebook, having to play on Stadium. You know, a few years ago it was playing on BN Sports. You know, it's just, uh, are the American Sports Network. It's just been a lot of, like, weird uh, uh uh, avenues uh, for UAB to play, you know, football, basketball uh, uh, games on those uh, networks. But now, you know, at least for the next decade, it seems that UAB is going to have a lot better opportunity to show off, you know, on ESPN. And it might, you know, a lot of times it might still be on ESPN Plus. But honestly, I'd rather play on ESPN Plus than having to uh, go on yeah. Facebook and watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no doubt. You know, and I think the other thing that, that, that I like about it, you know, I think that the the, obviously the media deal is, is probably the biggest thing, but I also like that it's a lot of schools. I mean, they're based on getting schools in bigger markets. You know, right. it's, it's, that's just what, you know, what they, uh, I think even Oresco said it in, in their press conference today. Um, that's, you know, that was, that's their kind of their, their plan. You know, they, they, they try to get bigger markets. You know, I guess ECU is probably the only one that, that I can think of that, that I wouldn't call a big market, you know, and, um, and they're, they're far enough away from Raleigh where, where you're not, you know, Raleigh Durham, where, where you're not, you Maybe know, including, Tulsa including that market Tulsa a little bit, but I think it's still pretty big. You know, it's, it's about the size of Birmingham. I would think I, I, you know, I don't know. I'd have to look at the numbers, but you yeah, know, be, being there, it's a pretty good sized place. I've been there several times when they're in conference USA and mm-hmm. it's not a you know, bad sized place. And, um, so, but for, for the most part, it's big market, you know, a uh, big market conference and, and, you know, that's what they're looking for. That's why, you know, when, you know, you're looking at a Marshall or Southern Miss or Louisiana tech, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a, a shot at them that, 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 that wasn't who they pursued. I think, uh, I don't think that they fit their, their model, you know, uh, right now. I mean, I just, I mean, I, and again, it's, I don't think it's a, I wouldn't that's take offense to it. No. no, I mean, that's just what they, you know, what, what they're looking for. And, and, you know, maybe those teams fit better into the Sunbelt Conference. And, and the Sunbelt Conference is a tremendous conference. And, and you know, they, they, they sure, you know, certainly shouldn't be sad about it. But, you know, they should not, they also shouldn't ask us to be sad about going into the, into the American Conference, you know, <laughs> no. where, 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 where this program seems to fit in there perfectly, you know, right now. Right. And so, you know, I mean, again, it, it you know, it's it's not 
it's what's best for your program. And I think, you know, Mark Ingram and, 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 um, you know, just the administration and just, you know, people surrounding UAB, I think they did a great job of finding, you know, finding and working diligently at, at, um, selling themselves and this program and the school and this community and this, you know, and this market to, uh, you know, to, to the conference. And, you know, and, you know, it was really cool to see all the way through this whole process, uh, recent process. Cause that's the thing. This, this thing is not just a recent process. You know right. I mean? It, it, they've been working their tail off on this to uh, really, really probably before UConn left, but certainly since UConn left, you know, yes. trying to, trying to be that, that one, if they stayed, you know, that, cause that was before all the other stuff broke. Uh, but, but, you know, just to see them, you know, work through this process and, and, um, and, you know, and, and improve yourself. Cause that's the thing too. You look at these programs they are bringing in, they've all made improvements to their self. They, you know, you don't just get in a con and we learned that firsthand from, yeah. from where UAB was, you know, uh, last time last we went time, through this. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you don't just, just decide that, you know, Hey, Hey, let, Hey, let me in your conference. And if you do, I'll do all these things. No, you got to build yourself up and, and make yourself attractive. And it was really cool to see all this, attention recently uh, and you, that would list you know uab is you know the top candidate certainly from conference usa and 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 one of the top four really when they were even talking about mountain west and and in other conferences um you know and, and so that was that was kind of cool to see that they and that was a kind of a testament to what what they've done with you know with results with um, you know facilities with with you know coaching hires with um uh, donations and money they've had and with new state, you know, just, just all this stuff, uh, that's so important and, and it, it, and it comes through hard work. It doesn't come with just waking up and snapping your fingers. Okay. We got here, we're going to do this. And it was, it, so it was really cool to see that, to see that being recognized in, in this sort of way. Cause it's easy for us to say, boy, we, sh you know, we, this program sure is a lot better than it was, man, they've done this and they've done that. Boy, that's great. But when people from the outside, that, you know, a lot of them haven't paid much attention and, and, but, but now they, they look at it and go, wow, they're, they're in a pretty good spot. You know, that, that's, that's to me for Mark Ingram and everybody involved, that's got to be very, very gratifying. Definitely. Definitely. And, uh, those uh, other five teams that are coming with UAB to the American from uh, conference USA, uh, for those that don't know, it, it'll be Charlotte, FAU, North Texas, rice and utsa and steve as you just mentioned i mean all all five of these programs along with uab to make six have shown a commitment to you know pump money into football into facilities and just show that you're hey serious about this you know all all six of those schools have, have shown that and i mean you know but with with rice i mean that's a big private school in the houston area utsa i mean you're seeing what they're doing this year with jeff trailer i mean top ranked in the top 25 uh, North Texas, they have beautiful facilities, a beautiful stadium, FAU, Charlotte. I mean, same thing. So it definitely makes sense why the American uh, wanted to go with this six teams to, you know, expand the conference to 14. Um, yeah. So excited, and, and, man. and I will say this. I mean, I will say there's a, there's some, some schools that they didn't take or is not, or not going for whatever reason who, who have some, pretty good qualities too you know i mean but i don't think that they have the 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 full you know the the, the as many qualities as the ones they they took for and, and 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 that's the other thing we we can't look at this thing you know i think sometimes we get caught up in looking at this thing and think think they use the same criteria for all six 
for example. No, they didn't. I mean, you know, they, they look at it different strengths, what, what, what different programs bring you, you know, not, not, yes, you have to show you're committed, you know, that's the first thing, but, but the, you know, this isn't an all, this isn't a, uh, apples and apples can comparison, you know, that, I mean, you, you know, you, you have to look at each individual one say, Hey, this is what they bring. Right. You know, they, they might not bring what the other brings, but boy, I really like what they bring with this, for example or, you know, that type of thing with this, that, the other, you know? And so I, I think that that's one thing that, you know, you get caught up looking at when it's, when it's not you chosen or when you, when you're not going there. Um, and, and, and let's, let's, let's say this too, is anybody from any team that's not coming in that just can flat say, well, we didn't want to go there anyway, which I've seen a little bit of that's bunk. That's, that's not true. It is. I mean, yeah. it's just not true. I mean, everybody in conference USA, if they would have had a chance, would have took the offer, you <laughs> would would it would have jumped on that offer? Everybody, yep. you know, yep. in, in in my opinion, you know, um, but you know, it's 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 um, you know, it's like asking the homecoming queen out, and she says no, and you go, well, I didn't like her anyway. She's uh-huh. not that good. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it's just, it's the same sort of thing, but but uh, you know, I mean, again, I, I wish I wish everybody the best. I think if if Conference USA stays, and, and that's. You know, that's the other thing that, that we can't lose sight of this, too, is Conference USA was great to UAB. I mean, they, they you know, the way they, they handled the the, um, the shutdown and, yeah, yeah, and the return stay, and, yeah. yeah, letting them stay. And, 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 you know, over the years, it's been, you know, a, a, you know, a changing conference. But it's, uh, it's um, you know, it's, 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 it's been a good – it's been a good run. Same thing, you know, I mean, same thing as Legion Field and Protective Stadium, you know. It, Legion Field was great to UAB, but it was time to move, and right. that's kind of what you're looking at in this situation. It was, you know, they, they've been great, but it's time to move to grow, and and um and and that's great, you know. So it's a good day. I mean, you know, there's nothing, there's there's nothing that you can look at and go, boy, I'm, you know, this isn't a good day. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, for UAB, and and I would I would assume for everybody that's going, you know, it's a good day. Definitely great times for UAB for sure. Um, real quick before we move on, Steve, what in your opinion do you think Conference USA does next? What do you, What do you think they do? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that's you know, that's I think that's what I mean. I think they they try to stay together. I mean, I think that they, um, you know, I think they're working personally. I think they're working hard to to try to figure out if they can bring somebody in to make it. You know, an eight-team league, maybe. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, bring in a Liberty or you know, um, James Madison. There've been two names that have been thrown out, and would, and would really be great for for your conference. Right. Um, uh, you know, I think I think there is a piece of that that you're probably uh, looking at, but you know, it, it it all depends on on what happens next with other conferences. Now, you can't sit mm-hmm. back and go, okay, well, we'll wait to see what happens because then then, mm-hmm. then you're dead in water. But um, you you. I do think that there's, um, you know, that you have to be active and, and you have to really study and, and saying, OK, who can we bring this kind of make us make us better? Now, one thing that that's, that you have to look at is you just can't add two teams just to get back to eight. And even if they're really good programs like Liberty and, and, and if James Madison takes a step up, those are good programs. But but then all of a sudden you're still talking about you have UTEP to yeah. the, the East Coast and you don't really have, um, I mean, is there another Texas program in there? I don't remember who's still left, you know, you have to look at, it. but, but, you know, then, then you're, you know, you're pretty spread out and is it worth it for that? Um, or do you, you, you know, you try to, 
see if you can help UTEP find somewhere else and you, and you bring, you, you find another Eastern team or what, you know, whatever it may be. And, um, so I don't know. I think there's a, there's a lot of pieces still to be known. And, and the other thing that you, that we don't know is say Southern Miss, for example, just, I'm using them as an example. Say you do everything. Say you bring in two strong teams and you got eight teams and all of a sudden they get an offer from Sunbelt. Well, you don't know what they're going to take, you know? Right. And, and, and I think they would take Sunbelt in that, in that case, but you don't know. So you could have the best plan in the world. And, and it seems like it's going to come together. You say you get those two teams before you get, you know, for Sunbelt offers a team of yours or two of yours. And, um, and then also you're like, Oh geez, now, now what do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think there's just too many, you know, moving pieces, you know, and, and Hey, there's moving pieces for American now too. Now. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, in, in Memphis, you know, if, if, if the big 12 comes to Memphis or, you know, if they call them today and say, you know, Hey, we got a spot for you. I mean, they're not going to have that phone hung up before Memphis is, <laughs> is packing their bags. You know, I mean, that's right. Nice. So you don't really know what's going on there either. And, you know, so, I mean, I think there's just too many, pieces that are, are still kind of moving and that's included in power five too. I think there's still discussions, you know, in the power five behind the scenes about, you know, trying to build this or build that, or, you know, bring this team or bring that team. So, um, but what you can't do is a conference. And, and I think this is what, you know, UAB is, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, conference USA, conference USA has kind of yeah. got caught up in over the years is you can't be reactive. You got to be proactive. And I think there's too many, it's been too reactive type yeah. type thing. I mean, in my opinion, you know, uh, and, and, and so, you know, you can't do that. You know I mean? You gotta be, uh, you gotta be out, you know, trying to figure out what you're going to do as a conference. So I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. I, I mean, you know, I, I just, I don't think that anybody really knows because I think part of it is through this whole process, you, you kind of, you know, you kept hearing and, and yeah, I mean, even people that I talked to that kind of knew what was going on, uh, at least as much as you could, if you weren't, you know, somebody that was right in the middle of it, that wasn't talking to anybody, but you know, right. But your people, um, is, is, you know, I don't know that, that, uh, I mean, I was a little surprised when I heard it was six coming yeah. from the same conference. I mean, I, you know, I didn't think it'd be six teams. I didn't know which, I didn't know who it'd be, but I didn't think it'd be six, you know? So, um, you know, I think that's kind of a surprise too. So that, you know, that sort of surprised you. And so all of a sudden you're going like, man, we just lost six, six, <laughs> six programs that we didn't think we we're going to lose, you know, all six. Um, so, I mean, I, I think there's still a lot of work to be done everywhere, you know, and, um, and, and, and that includes somewhere like, like the American to, to keep the, to keep the ones that are committed now and keep them there and, you know, move forward with them. And honestly too, Steve, it might not have been six, but after Judy, uh, the conference USA uh, leadership sent that letter to Oresco uh, asking them to, Hey, can you please just consider uh, about just combining our leagues and just uh, and Oresco was like, well, okay, I'm just going to grab a couple more. And yeah. just end it. Well, but, but you know what? I had no problem with that letter. If, if it would have been sent, you know, six years months ago, ago. Know, years or, ago, man, or, yeah. or, or, or years ago, or whatever it may be. And, and I mean, so I, you know, I, I'm not one that, I mean, I'm one that sort of gives her credit or them, you know, it wasn't just her writing. I mean, you know, the, the leadership of the conference USA for, for at least attempting that. Uh, I just think it was, but again, I think it was reactive right? and and not proactive, you know, if it was yep. proactive, you know, and I think that was one strength of, 
uh, Britton Manowski. I think Britton Manowski, when he was commissioner there, was uh, was a proactive type commissioner. And I, I, I thought he was I thought he was a really good commissioner. I, I know, and there were times where people kind of ran him down and didn't think he was a good commissioner and all you know all that kind of stuff. But I thought from you know from the time I was covering it, and I didn't have the Mike Slive days, you know, and I know he was a tremendous commissioner, but I didn't have him when I was covering it. But you know, I thought Britton Banowski was a tremendous, you know, and you know, and he had that. They had that case where, you know, them uh, the Conference USA and Mountain West had had come up with the idea to to create a national conference between the two of them. I think that was maybe 2011 or 12 or something like that. And I think that was from Craig Thompson and and um, who was was commissioner Mountain West, Mountain West yeah. Conference and 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 Britton Banowski. I think they got together and came up with a proactive idea. Now it didn't work out and, and, and that's fine. I mean, not everything works out, but I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a very progressive sort of move, you know, a progressive and proactive sort of move, which I thought was really cool. So, you know, you, you gotta be that way in the, in this business, you know, I mean, Hey, what, what the SEC is doing and bringing in Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, that's a yeah. proactive move. I mean, that's not sitting back and waiting for something to happen. You know, and that's, that's what started this whole thing rolling, but you know, um, but that's a proactive move, you know? And so I think you have to do that, especially in this day and age of where, of, 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 of how the, you know, college athletics is changing, you know, and, and that, you know, that's the other thing we don't know. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. I, I wonder what college football is going to look five years from now, three years from now, two years from now. I mean, you know, I, Good I point. mean, what, what, you know, what's it going to look like? Are we going to have, you know, distinct difference are we going to have a power five type football and then we'll have a you know g5 football and then still have fcs or is fcs and g5 going to be together you have a power you know you have the power i mean who knows and and it might look a lot like it does today other than that that, you know we're going to have a bigger playoff i mean i don't think there's any doubt that's coming but uh but um you know so who (laughs) who knows i mean who, who knows it's just so much so much, so many moving parts, but, but, um, you know, bottom line is, you know, uh, UAB's program, athletic program just took a huge step forward, um, to today. Definitely. And, you know, again, uh, nothing official, but rumors are that, uh, AAC would like to have UAB and the other five teams in the league starting in 2023. Um, but we'll uh, have to uh, monitor that and see what happens. Um, but before we move on, Steve, uh, do you want to give a, a a public service announcement about uh, our the name of the robbery with uh, <laughs> yeah. Memphis? <laughs> yeah, I, I've been seeing. That's why I tweeted. I, I've been seeing a lot of uh, Battle of the Bones. And in, in fact, UAB football tweeted out Battle of the Bones on their Twitter site. Mm. It's Battle for the Bones. There we go. And Sam Miller and his people. You know, in during during that time, we're, we're a big part of put of getting this thing together and getting that trophy, and um, they did too much work on this, and 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 it's, it was too good of a rob or you know a rivalry to uh, to mess up the name. It's battle for the bones, and not battle of the bones, battle for the bones. So um, we need to remember that, and, uh, yes. and 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 that's so exciting. I mean, to, to get Memphis back. As a, you know, yeah, as you know, on the on the field, on the court, and just as a as a rival, and to get that battle for the bones going again, I mean, it's that that's you know, that's 
I wouldn't say it's the most exciting thing about this, but that is certainly, you know, among the, um, you know, among the group of exciting things on, on this thing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely can't wait to uh, see those uh, barbecue competitions again between uh, Memphis versus Birmingham, you know, just get back up there to the Liberty Bowl. Um, yeah, just exciting times uh, for, for, you know, for that rivalry to get that going again. Um, yeah. I and I will say this as, as, as somebody who sits in a press box, uh, every year that they, every year that you, that I, when I covered, uh, every year that UAB went to Memphis, they had rendezvous in the press box. Ooh. Uh, yeah, they had it in the press box. And they, apparently it was the only time they did it all year. That was, that was like their, their deal. When UAB came to town, they, you know, rendezvous would cater the press box. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that <laughs> in, in a big sort of way. And, uh, so I, I am looking forward to that. Definitely. Well, guys, we do have a ball game this Saturday. Uh, the Rice yeah. Owls uh, travel down to protect the stadium to take on our UAB Blazers. Uh, this is going to be a uh, 2.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff, and it'll be uh, televised on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, but we certainly do hope that uh, everybody can uh, make it down to protect it for homecoming and the, children, the annual Children's Harbor game. Um, it's always fun to uh, see, you know, those uh, kids' names on the players' backs. Uh, I love to see that and the special uniforms, just everything involved with that. I look forward to it every year. Um, but, of course, guys, make sure you tune in to Jocks 94.5 FM to hear stay, uh, Steve, David Crane, and Trey Raglan on the call, um, and they'll start pregame an hour early at 1.30. But, uh about these rice owls, Steve, um, you know, you guys will hear in just a couple minutes uh, my interview with Matthew Bartlett, who runs the roost that covers uh, rice athletics. Um, you know, he does a great job there. Um, they're a banged up squad. You know, they, they're kind of banged up on the defensive side of the ball. They're banged up on the offensive side of the ball. Um, don't know uh, about their quarterback, uh, Jake Constantine, if he'll be able to play. Uh, Matthew does allude uh, later that he has not practiced at all this week so far. And, you know, that interview was taped Wednesday night. So maybe things have changed since then. Um, but, Steve, what, what's your first impressions um, on the uh, – well, actually, before we get into Rice, talk a little bit about the Children's Harbor because that does deserve a few minutes. You know, if, if you guys aren't aware, uh, tell everybody about the Children's Harbor game. Yeah, I mean, this is was was a, one of the best, you know, new traditions in, in, in college football. You know, it started in 2017 where conversation that, uh, you know, Coach Clark was having with, with Jack Crow and Jack Crow's wife and – she was involved with uh, Children's Harbor and and uh, or I think he was having it with Jack Crow and somebody else. And I think they involved, uh, you know, called Jack Crow's wife. But anyway, it's just something that they they um, just felt close to close to their heart. And they wanted to find a way, you know, some some way to help out. And and, and they they came up with this great idea of, of putting these uh, these kids um, names on the back of a jersey. You know, they had to go through the NCAA and go through, you know, uh, Children's Harbor and, you know, get it, get it okay by everybody. And, you know, and everybody thought it was a tremendous idea and it is. And, and yeah. it's just, um, you know, they, they, they honor these kids. And, and I, I remember, I don't remember what year it was. I think it might've been 17. Um, it was one of the 17 or 18 that, um, I was like two games later, they were playing somebody and I was downstairs before the game. Um, I think I had my son with me and he wanted, you know, chicken, you know, chicken, whatever tenders and they didn't have any upstairs. So we walked down a a concession stand and there was a, there was a kid there wearing his Jersey with his name on it uh, that, that that had been worn in the game. And 
And so I started talking to his parents about it and about how neat it was. And, and, you know, his mother said he, he literally has not taken this Jersey. I said, the only time he takes it off is he lets me wash it. And wow. she said, and, and she said, we had to fight to do that. But he, she said, <laughs> it, it, it's just, it's been, it's meant so much to him um, to, to have this Jersey and have his name on it. And, and, and they'd been to, you know, to, to the two games or what a game or however many home games had, you know, they'd been to each one and, and, um, just because of that, you know, and, and he just felt the connection. And, and that's the cool thing too, about, you know, and, and coach Clark really stresses this. And I don't think he really has to, to the players because, because they buy into it too, but stresses that this isn't a, you know, this isn't a one day thing. You know, you, you meet these families and they, they become part of you and, and you, right. you, you know, you talk to them later and, you know, I mean, there, there's probably guys from 17 that uh, probably still are in contact and, you know, and in contact might be, you know, a Christmas card, it might be a, you know, a, a call at once every couple of months, or it might be something you talk to them weekly, you know I mean? But, but, yeah. they're, they're, but they're still in contact with, with, with their family and then with the, the family and, and the children on there, that, you know, the children haven't passed away, but you know, so it's, um, it's just such a tremendous thing. And, you know, and the great thing is, you know, magical things happen, you know, and, and, and yeah. you know, there's just so many times where something happens where you, where, where you just feel like it's something bigger than just a football game. you know, um, you know, you, you, you block a kick, you know, against Louisiana tech, you know, I mean, I mean you just feel mm-hmm. that, that these kids and that, this, that day had something to do with that. I mean, you really do feel that, right. you know, whether it's true or not, I don't know. I mean, who knows, but I, but I felt like it had something to do with it. I really did. And um, agreed. You know, and, and cause, cause I think one thing that, that it really teaches the, the players and, you know, and, and, you know, college athletics and, and football will, will kind of do this to you naturally, but, you know, you, you really realize during this, I think the kid, the players really realize during this, that you don't take things for granted man, you, and you don't take things for granted. And, and, you know, you think when it's tough, you know, when, when I'm going through a tough time as a player or, you know, or a coach or whatever, and, and, and kind of try to get, find, kind of fall into a woe is me type of thing. You look at the, what these kids go through, ha, have gone through in their life, you know, um, every one of them and, and their families, what they've gone through. And then all of a sudden you realize that, you know what, my sprained ankle isn't that bad, you know, or, or, or the fact that I just gave up a touchdown, you know, I busted a sign or something. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. It's bad in the, in the, in the terms of, of, of the game, but, you know, at least what this kid's going through, you know, that type of thing. Right. I mean, I think that really teaches, teaches these, these players that, and, and these coaches that, I mean, you know, and, and fans, I mean, I mean, I think we, I think we all have a, um, it, it all, it gives us all a, a different perspective, you know, especially the ones that haven't gone through something like that. You know, I've, I've never been through that. Um, you know, I, I've had some friends that have, and, um, but I haven't, you know, and so I haven't been to it personally. So, so it gives you a different perspective. I mean, it really does. And it's just a special, special day, you know, and honestly, I think the uniforms are cool looking too. I'm a big fan of that uniform, but so I, that's even part of it. I think it's a cool looking uniform, but, but most of all, it's just a, about the kids. And you see every year you see, um, you know, Spencer Brown did it a lot. And, you know, when, when he would, do something special on a day, score a touchdown or whatever. First thing he'd do is he'd point to the name on the back of his shirt or back of his jersey, you know, you know, saying that, you know, hey, this this wasn't me, this was them, you know, him or her, whoever, you know, whoever's on the back of his jersey. So it's hey, I mean there's again, it's just a special day and and um you just just you, you I look forward to it every year. 
Definitely, definitely. Well, um, looking at the Rice Owls, um, you know, they are, I mean, as Matthew alludes to later, you know, they're kind of uh, beat up right now, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but, I mean, there's still some talent, you know, on the, on that team. Um, they did uh, come off of a pretty uh, pretty bad beatdown uh, in San Antonio to UTSA, uh, 45 to nothing. Um, and, and that was really surprising, too, for Rice because they were coming off of a bye week before that game, but they just looked completely out of sort, you know, in that game. UTSA, just from the moment, just put Rice away very quickly and just dominated that game. And that's exactly what UAB is going to need to do early on. Just, you know, kind of what we did in Hattiesburg, Steve, last week. Just, you know, bounce on them early and just put them away to where they don't have, you know, any confidence or any, you know, where they don't think they can play with UAB. So UAB is definitely going to have to jump on them early in the game and just put Rice away. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think they aren't built to to come from behind. You know, I no. mean, that's not that's not their style, and it really hadn't been all, all you know all the way through. I mean, if you get if you get on them early, and you know, and, and UAB's done that in, in in a few games this year. I mean, obviously they did it on FAU, let FAU come back a little bit, obviously, but they did it did it against Tulane. You know, certainly did State. it against uh, Jacksonville State. Uh, certainly did it against uh, Southern Miss. So they played well early in games, and the games they played well, and um, so. You know they, but that needs, yeah. I mean, that needs to happen. You need to jump on them, put some doubt to them, and 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 make them maybe try to do something that they are not comfortable doing, um, which is you know trying to come back, you know, and come, yeah. you know, throw throw the ball and you know all that kind of thing. Um, you know, they don't do that well. I mean, they, they don't. And so, you know, jumping on them early, keeping that doubt there, um, keeping you know your confidence high uh, as a team is important. And, um, you know, I, I think that, um, I think this team's built like that. This team knows that, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, it's so important to get through this thing, get to that bye week Yes. but, uh, yes. but you got to take care of business first and they know that. And, and, you know, I think they will. I mean, I think it's a team that's playing well right now for the most part. And, and, um, you know, I, I think there's still a little too, too many missed opportunities out there offensively, especially, but, um, but the defense is just playing, you know, at such a level right now that, uh, you know, playing at such a level with some adversity thrown in there with injuries, you know, I mean, this, mm-hmm. this, this could be a, a, you know, a group that, um, you know, is struggling right now because of all the injuries they've had, but they filled guys in and, and, uh, you know, uh, and when they play to their capability, they're really good, you know? And, and I mean, I think that that Liberty game shows you that because I think in the Liberty game, uh, they put themselves in positions to make plays and be really good that night, but they didn't take advantage of it. They right. didn't make tackles. They, you know, they didn't, they just, they just didn't take Drop advantage passes, of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, but they put themselves in position. And, um, so when, when they can do those things and when they can, uh, you know, take advantage of all that. And, and, you know, and I, and I think that offensively they have to quit giving away, big play opportunities, you know, and, and by that, I mean, they've, they've got to quit missing open receivers deep, you know, they've got to hit mm-hmm. those, uh, you know, they've got to catch the ball when there's, when, when they, when they have a touchdown, you know, they've been, they've done some of that and, uh, you know, they, they've, they've got to quit that because it's going to, you know, if they keep it up, it's going to burn them at some point, you know, maybe more than once, but it certainly is going to burn them at some point. So they've got to quit that, you know, but, um, right now to me, the focus is getting through this, play as well as you can, get through this, win the game, honor these children, and um, and then and the rest. You know, yes. you got to get to this bye week, 
and you know, Lord willing, they'll get to the bye week with no new injuries and, um, and, you know, let, let, uh, you know, have a good solid week of, of, of healing guys and, and, and getting ready for that, boy, that last four games, which is, a as it's going to be as, tough. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough. And, and so, um, I think that's, that's kind of the focus here. And, and, um, I mean, in, in a different sort of way, it's kind of like when they played rice last year, they're just trying to get through, you know, get through yeah. with the win, you know, they did the same, you know, I mean, obviously there was a lot of different things around that game, but, um, they, they found a way to get through, you know, and, and, uh, that's what, um, that's what they need to do. Definitely. Well, guys, uh, without further ado, I'll go ahead and roll my interview that I had with Matthew Bartlett uh, from The Roost. Again, uh, make sure that you're following uh, The Roost on Twitter at uh, twitter.com at The Roost. And also, they follow their podcast at The Roost Podcast. Um, but as always, you, Steve and I will be back a couple of days after the game to give you our reaction uh, to the UAB Rice game. And like Steve just said, let's get a W here, roll into the bye week, rest up, and get ready for that murderer's row we have um, after the bye week with Louisiana Tech, Marshall, UTSA, and, hell, even UTEP, man, they're looking good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, UTEP's playing well, man. They're, they're really playing well, and, and um, you know, playing well. I mean, they had, you know, holding holding uh, Louisiana Tech to three points. To three points, man. You know, that's pretty darn good. Now, that's that's not a bad, you know, Louisiana Tech scored, you know, on everybody pretty much, and and so – um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, like what they're doing, you know, but we got a while before we need to worry about that one. <laughs> you know, that's right. Yeah. You know, there, there's so much in, in your way. And that's, that's the thing about that, that, the last stretch and even, even Saturday, but certainly about the last stretch is you can't dare look ahead past any of those. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you've got to, you've got to take it week by week and you've got to, um, you know, and you know, it's tough if you get by Louisiana tech. Uh, to, to sort of look past Marshall a little bit, but cause, cause then you have the, you know, the big conference, I mean, the big division thing with, with UTSA, UTSA the next week, yeah. but if you do that, you lose to Marshall. And, and, and yep. so, you know, you, you, you can't do that. You got to go this week by week and, and, um, you know, try to do the best you can. And hopefully, hopefully you're, you're healthy during that time. And, and, uh, and you don't have to figure out ways to, you know, fill spots or, you know, fill things. And, so, uh, but we'll see, but that, you know, that, that's, that's a ways away right now. Take care of rice and, uh, and, and, and move forward. Definitely. Let's just go one and oh this week, but without further ado, I'll go ahead and roll my interview that I had with Matthew Bartlett. Go Blazers. Well, welcome back to the Blazer victory podcast. Uh, this is your co-host John Duncan and I'm joined by Matthew Bartlett from The Roost. Matthew, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Um, you know, I've had you on on my other podcast, uh, The G5 Beat, um, not too long ago, it seems. Um, but how are you doing, man? I think that was pre-pandemic. So that was, that, yeah. <laughs> that officially counts as like a decade ago. And God, it feels like yesterday, time. though. Yeah. <laughs> man. I, all things considered, I'm doing pretty well. well not, not bored lately of this week uh, that's for certain but yeah all things are good dude i bet yeah staying busy and uh hey maybe by the time this uh podcast comes out thursday evening maybe we'll uh both be some uh a power six school so hey maybe we got some uh stuff down the pipeline you know all of gordon uh going of course with uh what pete thamel has been reporting you know this week that 
there have been applications sent. Of course, we can't officially comment on that because, um, I mean, nobody knows, you know. So, um, but we're going off of what Pete Thamel has uh, from Yahoo reported that hopefully by the end of the week, uh, both Rice and UAB will still be conference mates, but be in the American conference together. So, looking forward to hopefully, uh, you know, seeing that come to fruition at the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, what a wild ride, man. It's <laughs> it's been crazy, and are we, we still rolling with with Power Six? Is that a thing? Hey, P Six, baby, yeah, we got to. <laughs> I, I used to UAB, hate when they did P Six. Yeah. All right, let's roll with it. Well, guys, um, you know Matthew does a great job um, at the Roost, um, so definitely, uh, you know, covering Rice athletics. If you're not following the Roost on Twitter, definitely go give the Roost a follow uh, at the Roost. And also check out the Roost podcast. Uh, it's at the Roost pod, but it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just like we are. But him and Carter do a great job on the podcast as well. Uh, but, you know, as Matthew just uh, said, he's he's been really busy lately, um, you know, covering Rice uh, athletics and Rice football in particular now. But I just, Matthew, thank you again just for taking the time to come on uh, the Blazer Victory podcast and talk a little bit uh, Rice football with me uh, this evening. And uh, I guess my first question for you is just what happened in San Antonio, man? Because I just, you know, Rice was coming off of a bye week uh, and, and before the bye week had won two games in a row. Like what what do you think happened in uh, San Antonio other than, I mean, obviously we all know how good UTSA is, but was there something on Rice's end that just wasn't clicking that night or what? Can I start off the podcast by pleading the fifth? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> um, man, I don't, I don't know, man. It, it was the strangest thing. This is something that we really haven't seen um, uh, from Rice uh, under under the Mike Bloomberg era as the kind of rebuild has progressed. So, uh, well, let me clarify. Uh, last season uh, in in 2020, as wild as that was, Rice continued a, a trend that they started at the end of the 2018 season uh, where they hadn't let their opponents score on their opening possession, um, which is not really like it's not a stat that anyone tracks until you do it. Uh, I don't remember what it was, like 18 games in a row or something like that. Um, Rice had just gotten really, really good. That first possession was a stop um, and Rice had scored first in every game last season. Um, which spotting the Rice defense as good as it has, has been a 7-0 lead early uh, usually bodes well, and it did last year. But uh, this year, through the non-conference play, uh, the defense has had a lot of injuries, unfortunately. Um, it's just it's been one of those things where it's happened a couple times now where the Rice defense doesn't get that first off that they pretty much always have for a year and a half now, uh, and then the offense gets out to a, a three and out, uh, and then boom, boom, a couple touchdown drives by the other team. And then all of a sudden uh, you got that run heavy team that's facing a two touchdown deficit and things just spiral. Mm. So uh, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be something that's going to be interesting to watch this weekend and uh, what happens on those first two series, uh, because Rice has proven you watch their games against uh, against Southern Miss and Texas Southern. And uh, I mean, you go back to Marshall last year uh, when Rice can get on the board and the defense kind of gets going that they, they can be scary but when it doesn't go that it's it's falling apart quickly right and i mean even to go into the arkansas game to open the year i felt that the defense you know looked pretty good early on i mean i know we all you know the the second half of the third quarter and the fourth quarter things kind of just got away but 
I mean, I felt the defense played pretty well in that Arkansas game. Yeah, I mean, Rice fared better against Arkansas, yeah, I mean, through, through three quarters than A&M in Texas. Yeah. Like, and that's not, that's not wearing any, you know, blue colored glasses. No, it's the it, truth. It, yeah. it, it was impressive. Rice was, uh, I guess at one point was set up 17 to seven over Arkansas on the third quarter. Uh, and then just, it just got away. Um, unfortunately, turnovers uh, were, were a problem. They've had a very inconsistent quarterback play uh, with injuries at, at quarterback for the, we were talking about this two years ago and, and right. we're still talking about the Rice quarterback carousel, unfortunately. So it's been a lot of a lot of bad breaks, uh, a lot of bad luck, and then a lot of just uh, mistakes and it, nothing has kind of clicked at the same time yet. Uh, they, I know they're hoping that things come together quickly because now we're at the, I guess we're uh, past or going through the midway point of the season, right? Yeah, it's crazy how, you know, quick the season goes by. But yeah, we're um, yeah over halfway now. Um, now, Sticking with the Rice defense, you know, you go back to last year and the year before, too, you know, looking at Blaze Aldridge, um, who's now uh, with Missouri, I, I believe. Um, who has kind of taken over as that top guy on the defensive side of the ball, at least at this point uh, in the 2021 season? Well, from a, a leadership perspective, Blaze was kind of the alpha on the field, right, for the Rice defense. That that mantle has kind of fallen to Naeem Smith, the, the uh, safety in the uh, secondary. Uh, mm -hmm. He's been a leader for this defense uh, last year um, as, as well uh, as going into this year. He uh, he and, and Blaze Aldridge, uh, Blaze after the Marshall game, said uh, he's uh, he's my Dwayne Wade to uh, my LeBron James. And uh, throw out to uh, some Florida boy Miami Heat references. Yeah. Uh, so – <laughs> nice. it, it, we got a chuckle out of that but he's he's kind of been a big thing but uh, you know up front they're they're really really like des baker who is a, a juco linebacker that has uh, just had a you know one thing after another couple of injuries that have kind of kept him off the field uh, got his first start last weekend against utsa had a, a career high in tackles so they they're really optimistic. He is kind of, you know, he's not he's not Blaze Aldridge, but when you think of Blaze, what made him so good is range and his just ability to get to every part of the field very very fast and right. hit you. Uh, and that's kind of what Dez is and, and can be. So they're they're excited about him. And then Elijah Garcia is probably the guy up front. He's got he has NFL talent in in the interior of the defensive line, and that's something that causes problems. Right now. Kind of switching over uh, to the offensive side of the ball, and I know you mentioned just a few minutes ago about the uh, quarterback injury. So, do we, do UAB fans expect to see um, Jake Constantine at all this Saturday, or do you think we'll see more of McCaffrey and Green? So, as of right now, I'm just coming back to to from from the latest round of practice. He Jake Constantine is not practiced. This week, he suffered a non-contact injury uh, against UTSA and wasn't able to re-enter the game. Uh, I talked to uh, OC Marcus Tuiasopo earlier this afternoon, and he said it's it's just kind of one of those things uh, that is it can go either way and is kind of iffy. So uh, if if he is able to go on Saturday, Jake Constantine right, right now gives them the best chance to win. So I would imagine if he's able to go, he's going to be the guy. That goes out there. If he's not, uh, it's going to be Luke McCaffrey and, and Wiley Green. Uh, Green started the season, uh, then was benched in favor of McCaffrey, uh, and then uh, had 
got shaken up a little bit against Texas and has been out the last couple of weeks. And uh, man, it's just, I'm, I'm trying to recount all the play-by-play of the Rice quarterback drama because it's been crazy. Uh, mm. But Green's the experienced guy. I'm trying to remember. I don't. I don't think he played played against UAB in 20. He didn't in 20. No, he came in at the end of the UAB game last year in uh, in the fourth quarter, like the last That's two drives. Right. And right. then I don't believe he played in 2019 or 2018. But uh, I, as of right now, he's kind of running ever so slightly ahead. And he might be the guy who gets the first snap. But you're going to see um, some Luke McCaffrey mixed in for sure. There's going to be some, some uh, option packages, some running mobile uh, stuff in there for him. So I think if it's not Constantine, you will see both. Okay. Now going back to McCaffrey, though, I remember when you know they announced that he was joining Rice's team. You know all the excitement around it. What is it? Just that McCaffrey's just inconsistent throwing, or what? What was the what, what's been the issue that you think that has uh, kind of hindered McCaffrey from getting that starter role? I I honestly don't know, man. Because um, the talent's there. I mean, yeah, and, and you can see it when when he got to campus. Kind of the. The knock on him, if you will, was like, oh, he's a running back playing quarterback. Like, he can't throw. Um, and I was like, okay, I mean, I'll I'll see. I'll go see. And I went out to practice. Um, and he's kids dropping dimes. Like, has a, a – Bloomberg himself said it was a howitzer for an yeah. arm. And I was like, okay, that's high praise. And if you took it and you look at – this was one of my most interesting offseason stats – if you looked at every quarterback in Conference USA, that returning quarterback that played in 2020, McCaffrey would have had the second highest completion percentage uh, in the conference. Wow. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, no, sorry. That would have been including Zappi, I believe. So not including Zappi, he would have been the highest. Oh, okay. Um, which, again, really good. Uh, but it, it's been a, you know, the staff has mentioned a couple times the learning curve and being able to understand the scheme that's my only only rational guess as to why we haven't seen more of him uh, because athletically he's the best rice has he, he's more talented um just as an athlete than jake constantine is uh, constantine won two uh, fcs division titles at weber state so he's definitely accomplished more on the football field than mccaffrey right. has uh, and i i think the the hope is that Constantine can kind of lead the way this year. And then once McCaffrey has, you know, a redshirt year, a full year in the system, understanding the scheme that he'll be the guy to, to step up. But right now, every time the staff has had an opportunity to not trust McCaffrey, they've picked somebody else. And that kind of says all I need to see. Gotcha. Well, looking at the backfield, you know, Rice has a couple talented running backs. I mean, I will say, you know, one of the bright spots that, you know, I took away from the UTSA game. Uh, is it is it Ari Broussard or Ari Broussard? Uh, but Ari. He, it's Ari. OK, yeah. But he he came in there and, you know, kind of gave Rice a spark for just a quick second. Um, But I mean, you could see the speed. You could see the shiftiness. Um, He, he looks like he's going to be a really good back. Uh, do you think can you see him getting a. Uh, more carries uh, going forward in the season, maybe even this Saturday. He's really fun. He and he has a really, really great story. Uh, walked on to Rice uh, after playing running back in high school, and they had at that time they kind of had a full running back room, so they moved him over to linebacker. Played linebacker for a season, and then got to spring ball, and uh, they were out of running backs, and there was nobody <laughs> left. So they said, "We need we need somebody else," and so Ari 
bumps over to the other side and, and plays running back. And now uh, the past two spring games, he's led the team in rushing and had over 100 yards uh, on on both spring games, I believe, and a couple touchdowns thrown in. So he's he's kind of had his opportunities to shine, but by the time the fall comes around, there's always been somebody else. Uh, so uh, Jordan Myers has kind of been the guy, had uh, 120 rushing yards against Texas Southern and four touchdowns, so that was pretty good. And Kalen Griffin has been mixed in as well. He's kind of had some ball security issues that the coaches have not been too happy about, so his playing time is, is scaled back a little bit. But, but Ari, he is somebody that uh, runs through people particularly well, uh, but but isn't just a, a, a plotter, has a, a little bit of shiftiness to kind of make a move on you. And he has now had a, a, a run of 12 yards or more, I believe, in all f- the last five Rice games. So wow. explosive plays are something that this offense has really, really needed to find, uh, especially if you're going to, you know, try and grind it out. If you can mix in some 12 yard runs with some three yard runs, it really helps. So I think from that perspective alone, uh, he's not going to be like a 25 carry guy, but he's been a one to two carry guy. And I think that's probably going to go up to six or seven, maybe eight. OK, got you. Now, looking at the wide receivers uh, for Rice, it doesn't look like anybody really stands out. Has, has that been one of the weaknesses of this offense that that you – well, I mean, I guess it goes back to the quarterbacks too, you know, being hurt. But would you say that the wide receiver position has been a uh, kind of a weakness on this offense? Because, I mean, it looks like the leading wide receiver is uh, was Jake Bailey with 23 catches for 245, but only one touchdown. That's – yeah, it's been a it's been a rough go for the wide right the wide receiver core this year. Uh, a couple reasons. First, uh, Brad Rosner was a guy who uh, who was an all con- well CUSA didn't do all conference teams this year, right? They did like five yeah. guys to watch, or mm-hmm. that was <laughs> embarrassing. Um, but had they done an on- an all conference team, Brad Rosner would have been an all conference pick for Rice at wide receiver. Uh, I think he played two series against Arkansas before going out with an injury, and he hasn't been back since. So that was a huge blow, not having him. And then August P, kind of the next guy up after that, uh, he went off. I think he he got close to 100 yards uh, against Arkansas, had that big touchdown pass that put Rice up uh, right after halftime, or I guess touchdown catch. Uh, and then he got hurt in the third quarter, and he's been out. He actually, his first game back was last week against UTSA so they've been without their kind of top two vertical threats for basically the entire season Uh, so that's been challenging Uh, Jake Bailey is kind of the the go-to third down option so uh, he's the guy they'll trust across the middle of the field on some of those uh, you know that the short intermediate routes Uh, he's played really really well they're really happy with how he's done and then Cedric Patterson's the other guy who has kind of been is a is a big play guy uh, came over uh, this offseason as a, a transfer and has kind of made a couple big plays had a big touchdown play to start off uh, the game game against oh they're all run together now uh, Texas Southern uh, had a 73 yard touchdown reception so has that in but he, he's kind of been you know rising up the ranks during the season so I think the the stats probably don't paint a very rosy picture of the receiving core uh, you got to throw in uh, two shutouts against Texas and uh, yeah. TSA so that's going to hurt your stats uh, and then injuries you're losing your top two guys so it's been been kind of strange from the that that perspective but if you look at the receiving core that Rice is going to bring into Birmingham this weekend uh, Pete's back uh, Jake 
Bailey is there. Sad Patterson is there. Uh, Andrew Mason hasn't played a ton, but he's got some speed. Zane Knipe as well. So they have some options, and they feel pretty pretty comfortable with where things are at. By the time Rice played UAB last year, uh, Jake Bailey was the only scholarship wide receiver uh, available for practice <laughs> heading into that game, and mm. he was hurt. So if you're you're looking last year over this year, Rice has five times the receiving core they brought into the game last year. <laughs> and that was going to be my next question and that you just answered that I was going to ask for any of these guys going to be back for the UAB game. But you uh, did answer that for me. Um, looking just looking at this Rice team um, playing against UAB, it seems the last couple of years that in this game, you know, we've had some craziness, you know, going back to last year. Well, of course, with all the COVID stuff and then going back to the year before with the. What was it, a four or five hour lightning delay? I can't even remember. That was crazy. I, uh, I think I, I, I said goodbye to the gray old lady at like three o'clock in the morning. Like, oof. man, that is insane. Yeah, I remember I even left. I said, man, I'll just go home and watch the rest of it. Because it, it, it was like one or two in the morning. And I said, peace, I, I've got to go back. Um, I think but, they had a like a go, no go call with Conference USA. And they yeah. said that, like, hey, if it doesn't start by like 1230, like it's it's we're, we're calling it. Yeah. Um, and they're like, OK, 12, 1229. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Get it up. Uh, well, at, at least there wasn't any like trash on the field, like the Tennessee Ole Miss situation. So I, I'll, I'll get that. It, it was just I, mother did not, I was on the this. field. I did not see any mustard bottles. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, hey, speaking of our, are you going to be able to, um, are you making the trip to Protective Saturday or are you going to? Uh... No, I, I unfortunately, uh, something ah. came up. I won't be able to come uh, to check it out this weekend. But hey, you know, if we're going to stay conference mates for a while, I, I bet you'll have another opportunity. Hey, there you go. Yeah, if we're both in the same conference in the future, you'll have plenty more opportunities to uh, make it. I had to get Legion make... before uh, it went out. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. You got one last. <laughs> Can't have all the fun later. at once. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, what do you foresee happening here, Matthew, in this uh, in this game? I mean, it, it's been really interesting to watch, especially with how UAB plays, right? Like, yeah, I feel like there's some teams throughout Conference USA, like there's going to be uh, some razzle dazzle, some trickery, some creativeness, some scheming that that makes things uh, a bit more challenging to deal with. But with UAB, like. They're going to run the ball and run yeah. the ball and run the ball and then try and hit a 70 yard touchdown pass. And that's yep. that's it. That's the entire offense. Some down. Pretty and, much. You know, yeah. you, Bill Clark has been doing this forever and it keeps working. So uh, last year it, it they were two two long bomb touchdowns. Uh, that was the, the difference in the game. And, yeah. you know, uh, we're bringing back a, a lot of the same players that, that that played in that game. There's some turnover, but. but uh, very similar teams. And with Rice, you know, first off, like I said, the start, like, how is it going to start? If you can tell me that Rice can get, go back to their old ways, can get that stop on first down and, and drive down the field and get to score and, uh, you know, build some of that confidence that this is going to be a game. Like, I, we've seen this team hang with UAB last year, beat Marshall last year. Like, they can yeah. do it. Like, it's it's not crazy. Uh, but if it, this is a situation where, um, I guess whoever is a quarterback for for UAB, I'm, I'm not sure if that's going to be uh, Hopkins or, or Johnston, but whoever it is, it hits one of those long touchdowns and a turnover, and that's how the game starts. Uh, 
I don't want to see where it goes. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's one of those things that Rice has been, I said this on a, my podcast on well, days are running together Monday. Uh, Rice has not been consistent this year. Um, and they really haven't been consistent during Mike Bloomberg's tenure, like from game to game, you don't know who you're going to get, but they have been resilient and they have an, an uncanny ability to not just flush whatever happened last week and be a new team the next week. Like we saw them bounce back from the, the shutout to Texas and the offense exploded for 48 points against uh, Texas Southern, which FCS or not like rising, hanging 48 yeah. points on many people. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I it, it's it's either going to be a very very close game in the fourth quarter that's very interesting and has both of us sweating, or it's going to be over <laughs> at halftime. Um, yeah, and tips. that's and that's Flip. one of the things on the UAB side is that I mean you just hit on it that UAB's going to have to just jump on Bryce early and put them like kind of kind of exactly what happened last week in Hattiesburg, you know, with Southern Miss. You know, UAB was able to jump up to a very quick lead and just never sweated after that. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to um, a good uh, Conference USA, uh, a, a good future uh, American uh, conference game, hopefully, between uh, Rice and UAB. Um, but, guys, if you're not following The Roost, uh, definitely check them out at AtTheRoost.com. But definitely give them a follow on Twitter, at the Roost, And also check out uh, Matthew's podcast, The Roost Pod, that he does with Carr. They do a great job um, on that covering Rice Athletics. But, man, it's been a pleasure, and I look forward to uh, doing this again with you in the future, Matthew. Yeah, it always is. Thanks for thanks for having me on, and uh, it, it's always always fun to get to to catch up with you. And I guess whenever things are going on, but uh, yeah, I was I was about to mention. I'm like for for your followers, we we do a good amount of of CUSA coverage, and 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 try and keep up with that as well with the uh, uh, recaps and what else going on. But I was guess I'm like, man, I guess we're gonna have to change it over from uh, we're gonna have to rebrand, right? We'll I was gonna that. say, <laughs> hey, you you won't be able to do that uh, conference USA preview before the season like you do every year. It'll be an American conference preview yeah hopefully so i know what do you know about wichita state i'm gonna have to go do my research <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually i did i did see that they are considering maybe in the future getting a football team so well, I have to see about that yeah but no right i now, i had kansas on my bucket list if like if we can't do utep let's go to kansas <laughs> there you go there you go uh, well, all right, guys, um, Steve and I will be back a couple of days after the Rice game to give you a recap of what happens between Rice and UAB. But as always, guys, go Blazers.